This is an SBS radio podcast. Settlement Guide. Information, issues and stories about living in Australia. SBS acknowledges the traditional custodians of country in their connections and continuous care for the skies, lands and waterways across Australia. Hi there, g'day, and welcome to this episode of The Settlement Guide, a series where we help you navigate life in Australia. Whether you arrived today, have been living here for years, whether you were born in Australia or you're planning to move here shortly, this series is for you. My name is Claudiana Blanco, and I came to live in Sydney more than a decade ago, and I'm still learning about life down under every day. Today we will explore how sexual health gets taught in Australian schools and we'll provide parents with tips for how to talk about sex with their kids. Sex education is still one of the most difficult topics for parents to discuss with their children. Fortunately, sexual health is widely taught in Australian schools and parents can also access many resources to help them overcome their insecurities. Talking about sex can be a challenge for parents if they feel a little awkward or they don't know how to begin the conversation. It also might be that they feel unprepared for the topics that might come up. What we would often advise is have those conversations early and if it doesn't go too well, you can have them again later. Let's get started. Sexual health is part of every person's overall life and well-being. It goes well beyond sex, conception and pregnancy. Sex education includes aspects of a child's development into adulthood, hygiene, and feelings of intimacy and affection. It is also the cornerstone of how to maintain positive and healthy relationships. Sexual health is taught across Australian schools from preschool and until the end of year 12. The national syllabus is based on child developmental theory, which considers the physical emotional and psychological stages of human maturing. Renee West is a secondary schooling advisor at the New South Wales Department of Education. She says the Australian curriculum has been designed according to international scientific standards. It does follow the evidence of sexual development for children at different ages and the resources are reflective of UNESCO's international guidance on sexuality education which has been evaluated for decades to make sure that we're in line with what the concepts are and uh, what should be taught to make sure it's inclusive of all students within the classroom. In kindergarten, children start by learning the correct names for body parts and their functions. As they get older, lessons progress to conception and pregnancy. In the early primary years, they're learning about their body and changes of the body during puberty and they'd learn about reproductive health and menstruation in the later years of primary school and then that moves into the high school or secondary school years where they start to learn more about sexual behaviors, pregnancy, methods to prevent pregnancy, sexually transmitted infections or STIs. As the students reach more emotional maturity as teenagers, they are taught more complex topics around relationships, consent, and intimacy. 
they'd also learn about aspects of privacy and body autonomies and also protective behaviours because the school curriculum is very much focused on positive outcomes for students and therefore what they're learning is about understanding their body and how their body functions and their role within a relationship as they move through life. Ms West says teachers adapt the curriculum to their school's cultural and religious context, whilst balancing the community's values of diversity and inclusion. Schools in New South Wales generally inform parents when they cover sex-related topics and how they'll do it. School often becomes the forum to discuss the issues that are not spoken about at home. If I'm totally honest, most young people in our classrooms, regardless of the age, they're curious and they just want to know that what's happening to them is normal and that other people are experiencing it as well. One of the pieces of evidence that we know is that effective sexuality education actually delays the initiation of sex. So the earlier we can teach and the more we can teach, the more informed they are and the better the decisions that they make. Kathy Zemaitis also works for the New South Wales Department of Education as Director of Curriculum for Secondary Learners. She says it is important parents provide a safe space to talk about sexuality at home. Parents need to work in partnership with schools to ensure that all students feel supported and confident to talk to either their teacher or to their parent about what's going on with their own sexual health, their sexuality, their relationships, their own personal hygiene. And and I would actually challenge parents to initiate the conversation, not wait for students to come home from school and initiate the conversation. If the child doesn't feel safe, chances are they're going to look online for answers and they may not find the right information Dr. Magali Barrera has been working as a GP in Western Sydney, one of Australia's most multicultural suburbs, for 30 years. Dr. Barrera, who specialized in pediatric health, says that unfortunately, most teenagers come alone asking for advice, as they feel they cannot talk about sex at home. In my experience, the minority of my patients have spoken to mum or have come with mum requesting a consultation for sexual-related issues. This is most often the case for girls asking for contraception. For girls to talk openly with their parents about sexual education is very rare. I do not know if it's out of shame out of cultural bias or why. But when I say, have you spoken to mom about it? Most of the time I say, oh, of course not. I prefer to ask you. Dr. Barrera says teenage boys also come to her consult by themselves, but they more often request different types of information. They come with because they want to have STD checks (laughs) to see if they got something when they had sex with a girl. And I said, well, remember that the contraceptive pill will prevent a pregnancy, but it will not prevent a sexually transmitted disease. Dr. Barrera says most parents come with their children to discuss sexual health only when they've reached a milestone, when girls get their first period, when boys first wet their pajamas, when the kids start masturbating, or when experiencing puberty-related issues. She takes these opportunities to open a discussion about sexual health. However, she often faces the challenge of antagonizing some families' religious beliefs. 
Dr. Barrera says she tries to overcome difficulties by being respectful, sticking to factual scientific information, and by using props. I always ask permission to the child to examine them. And if they say no, it's no. I said, okay, can I show you pictures? And you can tell me which picture do you identify with? And that relaxes them and teaches them at the same time that when they say no, it's no. So how can parents overcome their insecurities and address sexual health with their children? Dr. Barrera advises to keep things simple and truthful to avoid confusing them. Leave the child to give you the first clue that they want to know. And never, ever lie to them. If you do not know the answer, look for it. Go to your doctor, to the teacher. And, but if it is a normal question, try to answer it as much as you can. Most of the time, when you give straight answer, the conversation ends there. You don't need to go into the intimate details of what a sexual encounter is. So what reliable resources can parents access? Derek McCormack is the director of the Raising Children Network, a government-funded independent organization that develops online parenting resources. Talking about sex can be a challenge for parents if they feel a little awkward or they don't know how to begin the conversation. It also might be that they feel unprepared for the topics that might come up. What we would often advise is have those conversations early, and if that doesn't go too well, you can have them again later. So having them early and having them often can help it feel a little less awkward because you get better over time, and it can send the message to your child that sex and sexuality are healthy parts of life. The Raising Children website has extensive resources available to guide parents on how to have age-appropriate conversations about sexual health with their children. Mr. McCormack advises parents to prepare themselves by seeking information beforehand. For children up to the age of eight, they might want to know how girls' and boys' bodies are different, where babies come from, and those kinds of topics, and this is a good tip, they could start by asking their child what they know and what they think about those topics. Children from nine to 11 years of age, for example, might be having questions around sexuality and relationships, masturbation, and other parts of normal sexual development in that older age bracket. Education expert Renee West shares a final tip for those who feel embarrassed. The best time to have a conversation is in the car. Mm -hmm. You don't have to look at each other, but you can't escape. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Settlement Guide, produced and written by me, Claudiana Blanco. The Settlement Guide managing editor is Rosa Germian. Until next time. This was an SBS radio podcast. For more Settlement Guide stories, visit sbs.com.au slash radio.